Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I am your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Head from Dirty Mind, uh, which is also featured on The Hits 2. Uh, it was recorded, as with the rest of the album, in 1980 at Uptown, um, and it was released on the 8th of October 1980. I think there was also like a promotional single of it, which was kind of put out. I think actually it was only available in the Philippines or something. Um, it had Uptown as the B-side and the, the 12-inch had Sister and Party Up. So basically just a load of album tracks. And on the track we have Prince. Uh, we've got Dr. Fink on keyboards. He has like a little keyboard solo. And we have Lisa making her debut. This is the first track with Lisa on. Um, it would have been the debut of uh, Gail Chapman as a, a vocalist, but unfortunately the lyrical content of the uh, song caused her to walk out on the band. And subsequently, you know, her role was taken by Lisa. Um, she was apparently part of a, a religious thing called The Way. I don't know what that is. Uh, obviously, you can Google that if you wish to find out more about it. Uh, the track is somewhere in the range of 4 minutes 45. And I say that because uh, the previous track kind of goes into this. And then when this finishes, it kind of goes straight into Sister. So depending on, you know, whether you buy it from like iTunes or if you've got the CD or if you try to cut it up on cassette, um, it, it, the length of it is somewhere between 440 and 445. Um, and rejoining me once more to talk about this track is Jean Weber. Hello, Jean. Hello, Darren. It's good to be back. Uh, you know, let's get into the song. As as always, I struggle to find a genre, but I would say, uh, I'd say it's a funk song. I'd say that's the kind of feel of it. That's pretty much what I would say too. Yeah, that's how I would have uh, defined it. Yeah, very much uh, like a, a James Brown funky song. You know, it has that very kind of insistent beat that kind of starts the song. Syncopated, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know we've got the the kind of the um, the kind of the hook of the kind of like a little bit of a descending hook, and that kind of is the backbone of the song. And then over that we get, of course, Prince's wonderful falsetto lyrics. Almost, I would say it's kind of almost like a like a love song. But he's telling this story that is, um, you know, given the title of the song, is, you know, kind of very kind of suggestive. True, yeah. But about that title, um, uh, I'm French. So when I first heard that song, I didn't really understood the lyrics. You know, for me, it was singing about the, the head, like the brain, maybe a part of the body. You know, <laughs> I was not exactly know what he was talking about. But I really uh, used to love music mostly for the groove, you know, for the beat. Yeah. And uh, this one was amazing for me because it was all like James Brown and all and Dr. Fink who brought that little like almost new wavy touch to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Actually, this is a really good kind of like when we get to, um, you know, after like the second kind of chorus, you get like the, the keyboard solo. Um, and, you know, Dr. Fink, um, you know, he, he Matt Fink, as his real name is, although I think he's... <laughs> I even... thought it was Barton. <laughs> I, think he, I think even these days he still tours wearing the scrubs and the, and the you know, the, oh, the, cool. the, the hat and the, the I, face I, mask. By, by the way, I watched the video you you, uh, you sent me. It's amazing. The Dortmund concert where yes. and Dr. Fink is a fantastic, beautiful mullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, of course, in the full scrubs as well. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk That's about that right. in a bit because I think... It's important to get to the lyrics of this song because, um, you know, obviously they caused someone to walk out of the band. That's how yeah, kind of explicit amazing. they were. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, it's it's Prince uh, telling the story, you know, recounting uh, recounting this the story of how he met this woman and talking about how, you know, she was on her way to be wed, which is just such a great way of saying that. Rather than just saying, you know, like you were a bride, the fact that he mm. puts it as you were on your way to be wed. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's so, fantastic. So, so many yes. W's in there, and it's just kind of it's just such one of the things that I think people don't really appreciate about Prince is just his his kind of command of language, and that's just like such a really great way to put that. And of course, he says, "You were such a sexy thing." <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, it's amazing the way he sings and purrs, literally. Yeah. And um, you know, he loved the way <laughs> the way you walked, the things you said. He's telling her, and I, I just think this is quite interesting. You know, particularly as when he says you were so nonchalant, which is. Uh, I believe a, a word of French origin there. Absolutely, uh, no shalom, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. And uh, and you know, I think it's interesting here where he he kind of you know he's painting this picture of this bride that he met, who even in her you know bridal gown was looking very sexy. Prince is being nonchalant, and he says that he didn't want her to be misled. And then he says he's got <laughs> he's got to have you in his bed. And this is where we get the the debut of of Lisa. Um, actually singing the words. I forgot that. I had forgotten about that, but that's really cool, yeah? Yeah, and this is, I think this is the first time in a Prince song where somebody else has had the uh, the lead vocal, essentially. Um, you know, Interesting. He's, he's had a lot of people, you know, doing backing vocals and stuff, uh, but this is the first time someone gets the, the lead vocal, and she says, uh, I was just a virgin, and I'm on my way to be wed, but you're such a hunk, right. so full of spunk. <laughs> and she says, I'll give you the head. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> I like I like that this this kind of virginal bride is immediately seduced by Prince. <laughs> yeah, and it becomes a duet, which is very cool. And you know, obviously, we we have the 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 kind of the, the chorus of uh, you know, till you're burning up head, till you get enough head, uh, till your love is red. And I'm not quite sure what that means. Yeah, that was a very puzzling to me when I was younger, <laughs> and until, until that day, it's still very puzzling, <laughs> very confusing. Uh, and of course, I think that's just so you can get the rhyme, "Love you till you're dead." Which is, yes, you know, yes, yes, a, yes, a very kind of macabre image. <laughs> and uh, this is where Prince, if you didn't understand what he was talking about, spells it out, where he says, uh, you know you're a good girl, I think you'd like to go down. I get, yeah, I mean, so given then, uh, given the fact that the, ty- the title of the song is Head, which obviously, you know, is named for, for you know, the uh, for a blowjob. Yes, yes. I, I learned that later on in life, and then <laughs> I burned all these records. <laughs> it's funny that Prince still is a little bit coy here when he says, you know, I think I think you'd like to go down. But is that true that later on in life, when he became even more like a, uh, involved religiously, he wouldn't sing those songs anymore? No, this is... The more, the more sexually explicit one. I mean. Yeah, it's interesting actually because this song itself, the Love Sexy Tour was the final time that Prince included this uh, okay. on his on his kind of set list. Um, and given the performance on the Love Sexy Tour, <laughs> um, you know, it's a it, like it's a the way he kind of um, play acts it with Cat. It's quite yes. interesting what he does. And of course, you know, we get Lisa singing once again. I must confess, I want to get undressed and go to bed. Um, <laughs> and then of course, Prince says, "You fool." You married me instead. Now morning, <laughs> noon, and night, I give you head. And so we find out that actually a prince is the groom in this story. Oh. You know, he's he's revealed at this point that he's talking about this bride and how sexy she is and all this kind of stuff and how she's a virgin on her way to be wed. And we find out that the person she's marrying is prince. So, you know, it turns from this, this story of, in your mind, you might think maybe prince is, um, you know, he's a... Uh, Maybe he's he's someone who's going to have an affair with this bride, but it turns out he's he's merely the groom, and his yeah. Lo- so it's all good in the end. It's very actually very. Uh... So you know, it's it's a story of marital love, you know, and in the end, you know, um, his reward <laughs> apparently is morning, noon, and night head <laughs> for being a good husband. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I I, th- I think it's just interesting that the interplay between uh, Lisa and Prince. 
I think is one of the strong points of this song. You know, she only has a couple of lines and then obviously, you know, she has the backing vocals and they, they both sing head. Right. I, I think it's interesting that it goes from being this song that's kind of salacious to actually being a song about, you know, a couple in love, essentially. Um, it's an interesting kind of turn. That's very per- that's very interesting. And that's once again, the... Uh proves that he was a great writer not only a great singer and a great musician i mean if people have seen the the love sexy um video um it's online uh, i'm sure uh, a bit of googling you can find it um in the video prince is is singing with cat uh catherine glover um and when he, when she sings the first of lisa's two lines where she's like you know I'm, I'm just a virgin on my way to be wed. Prince takes the microphone and puts it through his legs and she has to kneel down to sing the lines. So obviously... Yeah, he's, he's, he's always been known for his subtlety. subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And interestingly, you know, like the second time, you know, we have one of Lisa's lines where, you know, the, the I must confess, uh, I want to get undressed and go to bed. Prince actually lies on top of Cat and he sings that lyric himself. Um, so you know, she, she only has two lines, and he takes one. It's of them. interesting because I found the the, the studio version um, better than the the live version because it's more gritty. I find the live version a little bit too uh, Broadway. You know, I feel like I'm watching cabaret almost. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess obviously for the crowd, um, you know, Prince needed to kind of, of course pop, he has to make it bigger and more yeah. theatrical, of course. And in the in the show, he has a bed on the stage, and um, towards the end of the first half of the show, he performs. A and he's of songs dressed like it. a Strange little perverse, uh, little Lord Fauntleroy. It's a very interesting <laughs> look. Yeah, it is. It. He has a lot of costume changes in in the. Uh, He's in dressed the like Django show. in Django Unchained when he wants to dress like a little barbarian. You know, it's an interesting performance, and obviously, you know, it's it's notable that you know after the after the I mean the following year Prince did um, you know. Uh, after 88, he did Batman. So obviously, from from that point on, essentially, Prince then had the new power generation. So he started to perform more stuff that was more current rather than going right. and performing his 80s stuff. So obviously, he kind of dropped most of his 80s stuff, apart from, you know, Purple Rain and stuff like that. Um, and so it's kind of obvious that he wouldn't really be performing stuff from his first few albums. Um, but then there just comes a point where, obviously, you know, he became more overtly religious towards the end of the 90s. And obviously, right. the songs like this were just songs that he... He kind of refused to lie. perform, yeah. Yes, um, yes. Or he would perform them, but sometimes he would heavily censor them. So he would. Oh, like change the lyrics to. Uh... Anything that had swearing, he would kind of take out any any kind of curse words. But with this, I don't think there's any way he could change yeah, the lyrics. Go around hit, yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just it just ends up being. Um, you know, about what it's about, really. Of course, yeah. Now, the, the promotional song actually charted on the Top 100 Disco uh, at number five. Um, and that was the one that had, uh, that was the 12-inch that It's had a great uh, dancing party. tune. I mean, it's amazing, amazing groove, yeah. It is like, um, it is like kind of the, the growth of Prince as an artist, particularly on, you know, Dirty Mind. You know, the different styles that he tries out throughout the, you know, Dirty Mind and Controversy. And I think this is just like a really good, like we said, you know, like a funk song, the kind of the, the use of the, the keyboard stabs and everything. And he, he's, he's always had those more mean songs, you know, in, in his albums, like peppering his albums, the more funky ones. And I've always loved them. And I think as well, you know, like we said, Dr. Fink does a, a really good, uh, you know, keyboard solo. Yes. Unsung yeah. hero. And, you know, this is kind of the, the, the first kind of time that, that Prince is willing to have somebody else sing on a track. And I think that's interesting, given the subject material. 
material, you know. Yes. How, how big do you think Dr. Fink's influence was on the music writing in general, by, on all the time they spent working together? Uh, certainly on the first couple of albums, there are a couple of tracks where he has writing credits. And, you know, I, I think right. that That's kind of I consistency. Thought, yeah. It's interesting because, you know, basically everybody in the in the revolution, by the time you got to, you know, 86... Um, particularly into 87 yes. Prince fired everybody but Dr. Fink so he's the one who stayed through to the kind of 87, 88 touring lineup that's awesome I bet he was a big architect in the sound yes also. yeah he, I think that's music, a, like Prince yeah. obviously you know he enjoyed experimenting with different types of keyboards and you know all the different sounds that run there awesome I love it that's what also gives it a little bit of a, a new wavy like a, almost the best mode touch that I love so uh, I mean I, was gonna, I mean obviously I would say 5 out of 5 I think you'd agree Jean, would you? Oh yeah, totally. That's a f- big five for me. I mean, the last so- the last song we talked about was not one of my favorite, but this one we're talking. We're starting to get into <laughs> the good stuff, like you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, is there anything else that we need to say about Head? No, I mean, um, I think we said every- everything, and it's a, once again a great song. If you uh, d- worthy to discover or rediscover, it's just one of those things where, uh, particularly on this this album, um, Prince starts to find his feet and he starts to kind of assert his um you know his identity and i think this is one of those songs where you know people think of prince as being this kind of like highly sexual songwriter and this is kind of um almost the earliest example you know there are a couple on the first two albums like soft and wet bambi but this is the first time where prince is taking a subject that is completely sexual and just turning it into a song. But it's funny because it almost feels tame by today's standards, well, <laughs> I mean, especially with the hip-hop and everything. Now it's, it's almost cartoonish, you know? You know, it's worth saying that this is one of the songs, you know, this album, um, you know, Dirty Mind didn't perform fantastically sales-wise. It right. got a lot of critical notices. Um, but this is one of the songs, you know, a bit of early controversy, along with the song that I'm going to talk about next um, you yes. know, there's a couple of songs on this album which generated a bit of press in terms of, you know, the controversial subject matter. And uh, and this is right. one of those songs. And I think that helped Prince's career because um, you have right. to remember this is the end of his contract, essentially, with Warners. He he only had three albums. And so, you know, the, the controversy that he started to generate, which, you know, obviously the name of the next album, um, kind of yes. helped Warners re-sign him. And as part of that re-signing, which we'll talk about when we get to the next album, um, you know, a deal for a film was thrown in there by Prince's managers, just almost as like a sweetener. And I don't think Warner cool. Brothers ever thought that they would have to make that film, but uh, obviously That's a few years later they did. So uh, so <laughs> let's go to plugs then. Is there anything you wish to plug, Jean? Only my French podcast, so it's very difficult to plug because it's in French, but I do another one with my brother called Dopa, D-O-P-A, that's also in French, and it's two brothers riffing about movies. Yeah. And uh, so, if you're if you're French, or if you want to learn French, D O P A, SoundCloud, and uh, iTunes, Great stuff. and everywhere. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or indeed you could email us at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. I don't know what you would, but you can if you wish to. Uh, thanks once again for joining me to be my guest here, Jean. Thank you, Darren. Great talking to you. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. Don't